Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites and our mates at supercoachchampion.com. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And Corey, it's your favourite fucking team today. We're going to talk about the Essendon bloody bombers, Corey. And uh, look, after we let you talk about them for 16 hours, because that's what you really want to do, we might have a chat about Fremantle. But before we do all that, mate, where can the listeners hit us up on the socials? Uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud and iTunes uh, and YouTube at Supercoach Elites. Bumps, i got a funny story about the bombers. You know they yep. tried to charge me for membership again this year? What, it was like an auto-renewal? Auto-repayment. Oh, Jesus, did you did you really tell them how you felt? Oh, I gave him a quick phone call. I gave him a quick yeah, phone can, call. I can imagine that you would have, Corey. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Can, I don't even I, remember, like, giving consent for the auto-renewal to happen. Can I just ask? I mean, when you rang them, did they have anyone working? Because I remember <laughs> when you tried to sign up last year, that might have been a bit of an issue. It was a lot easier this time to get through, I can promise you that. <laughs> oh fucking what a joke of a club I, No I am looking forward to this uh, podcast Because they've arguably gotten shitter this year as well So it should be fun talking about them <laughs> Oh not arguably They certainly have gotten shitter in the short term That's for sure But they might have uh, shored up their long term um, Issues that probably a lot of clubs thought they might have had Moving forward for the next five years They must have enjoyed you know, Them not being in the club in the spotlight Over this off season as well Oh, they'll probably find some sort of saga to get themselves into, I would have thought, before uh, before pre-season's fully done. As an Essendon fan, do you think they're going to, you know, if you were an Essendon fan, sorry, do you think it's going to be hard watching them, watch, watch, you know, Collingwood and Carlton just compete this year, top four teams? Is Collingwood top four? Yeah, well, they are, for this podcast at least, anyway. Oh, yeah, right. No, because I know Carlton's still in the... they got their prelim final to play still this weekend, Corey. Yeah. So, um, I know they're, they're in the top four, but, well, I think they've got enough issues. They shouldn't be worried about what fucking other people do doing, I would have thought. Yep, not very good. Cash cows, mid-prices, uh, primos, nah. do not touch. Outlandish statement. We've got it all. We do, we do. And um, unlike Essendon, we've, we've got the answers as well, Corey. Um, Zach Reed and Nick Cox, what were they, picks fucking seven and nine or whatever it was? Yep. That, don't fucking go anywhere. I mean, if, honestly, if you've fucking seen them, Corey, there, there's honestly more meat in a pork rib. And if you've had pork ribs, they, they come with fuck all meat on them, Corey, seriously. Um, they might have a bit of sauce about them in terms of a bit of pizzazz, but there's no fucking meat on them. And you did not touch key position players, not this early on in their career anyway. I don't, I don't, I can't even tell you which one's the forward and which one's the back, Corey, because that's how much I don't give a fuck about them. But they will not be anywhere near the football or super coach kind of relevance for this season. They got nothing else going on, but they picked up, you know, naturally every player they pick up is a bit of a cockhead anyway, Corey. But this Perkins fella, now this is the cockhead. They might remember the day before the draft when there was about 16 fucking picks before him and all of them fucking interstate, he goes, if any of you fucking interstate clubs want to pick me up, fuck you, I'll be leaving after two years and going back to fucking Victoria. So I'll tell you now, if this fucking wanker, uh, I mean, who names their kid Archie in the first place? (laughs) And then with a surname like fucking Perkins, if if he does not fucking back up um, in terms on the field, 
with all that fucking shit, you know, the day before the draft and all that sort of crap, then he's fearing him nothing but a fucking complete fucking knob core. He'll be one of those so, players. He'll be out of the system in three years. Well, it's it's either going to go one or two ways because he's either going to look there with a big fucking patch of, I don't fucking, some shit in his face, Corey, or, um, or it's going to go the other way and he might be a serious footballer. And uh, if that's the case, if he is a serious footballer, 171,000 available as a forward with a team that has a lot of fucking midfield issues might not be the worst thing. I just think in any other year, he might be more relevant. But with names like Zebel, Danaher, we've gone through some of the other names at clubs, Paddy Dow even fucking. There's a lot around that kind of price that just probably says, hmm, do we go with Perkins or do we go somewhere else? And uh, the community at this point, Corey, if I can just bring up Perkins' ownership, so that's that 24%. That's quite high. That's God. almost the whole of fucking Essendon Nuffies, I would say. You reckon the whole Essendon fan base. But um, I think he's the only one you could realistically kind of pick. I've heard some stuff about um, Harrison Jones, who was a tall forward that was picked up a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, there's obviously a spot going on down there, and they might want to blood these kind of top 10 picks because it'll be a good fucking media stunt and all that. But... Harrison Jones might get some football, but again, he's a slightly built kind of fella, and I'm not a fan of that, particularly as forwards. If you're a slightly built forward, you're not you're not doing much in super coach in your first year or so. There was a lot of uh, talk about uh, Tim Cahill's brother last year, Ned. Um, good old Neddy, obviously not related to Tim, but Ned Cahill. Um, you reckon he's any chance of getting a slot down back? Well, from not, not from what I've heard, Corey. I think their defence, because they're quite old, aren't they? Uh, you know... Is this Cahill bloke gonna get a game over Hooker and Hurley? I mean, that's what that's what they're really looking for. And they invested so much in those top ten picks because I think they out, can. Though. Yeah, but is Nate is is Cahill a smaller type? No, nah, but you think they might give you know with Hooker and Hurley, they're not gonna play a full season. They might just give him a bit of a go. You've got um, uh, what's his name? Ridley can play small or tall, so fuck, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Well, maybe they will, but I just. I don't. Maybe I don't know enough about the football club, Corey. But generally, I feel he's like one seventy-eight. Um, Ned Cahill. Oh, so he's tiny then. Yeah. Well, maybe there is. Is he? Is he pacey? Oh, you'd want to assume so with that little frame. <laughs> yeah, because if he's not pacey, jeez, team might not have much going on. But they have, look, there has been a little bit of talk about maybe Hebble getting in behind the ball again, and because that's probably where he's played his best football. Let's face it, he's not a gun midfielder of the competition. So, you know, maybe Heppel goes back to the halfback flank, a bit of leadership back there. Who knows? Um, you know, he doesn't have the pace, but he certainly he's a left footer. Sard was a left footer. So he can certainly play that kind of role, you know, swing it out onto the, the left side or the fat side kind of thing to deliver the ball out that way and in transition all the rest of it. It's a hard one. They, you know, they've got a new coach, even though, you know, Rutten probably did most of it last year and, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that they don't offer a lot of relevance on any line, mid-price, fucking rookie price, or premium price, I would have thought. Um, energetic. Ready? This is Ned Cahill's profile on the Bombers website. Energetic, clever goal sneak who became the first Bombers 2009 draft, draft class to make his debut, featured in three games. The best was when he kicked two goals against Adelaide. He's kicked two career goals in three games, and he's an energetic goal sneak. Well, Corey, that just does wonders for his fucking <laughs> back flank talk, doesn't it? I'll, I'll tell you now. They've, well, they, they obviously blooded the Mosquito last year, and he looked good. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, that Cahill bloke's not getting a game of a Mosquito. He kind of looked all right, but um, 
264k for the mosquito. You're not paying that either. How many cheap players do they have? Because they surely have to start getting players playing games. Yeah, because they've got a lot of players. I reckon their premiums are like are like five hundred thousand dollar players. You know, you got your parishes and your McGraths, yeah. but they're not kind of, you know, they're serviceable in terms of if you had them in drafts and that kind of stuff. But they're not um, classic or a super coach classic. If you, you know, that's the format we, we kind of talk about here. They're not really that relevant in that space, are they? You just, they'll be the kind of club that'll just put a name like fucking Johnson or McBride or McQuillan and they'll get a game from nowhere. Yeah. Tommy yeah. Heard. Well, literally. 23k mid. Yeah, they could be a fucking, this could be a mess. This the year. whole team's a bit of a mid price. I mean, they got Zaharakis floating around. It's a $350,000 forward at the moment. I mean, but he's not going to wind back the clock and potentially average 92, which was probably his best season ever, Corey. That might tick off a few fans that I've called. Zaharaka's best year ever, 92, because I don't know what it would be. But um, he's fucking talk about a bloke that should have retired. The Zachers. You know, oh, you know, would you, would you have thought he averaged more than 92 in a season of football, like ever? Oh, 100%. His highest yeah. average, 93.7. Yeah. Second highest average, 91.2. Oh, man, only... I would have assumed that one of those years would have gone closer to 100. Yeah, four years in his career, which has spanned, what's that, 11 years, he's, he's averaged over 90. Fuck, he's a dud. Yeah, it's not ideal. He's just living off that fucking one goal from 50 back in that... Um, yeah, well, that as a Collingwood fan, that's probably why I think uh, he's <laughs> so much. Yeah. Um, Mid-pricer for the Bombers? Corey, I mean, you can, you can pick one of their team, but none of them are going to fucking break out, that's for sure. I think the one that offers some value and some semi-interest would be Heppel. Um, and that's purely because, you know, I know that he hasn't gotten the park a hell of a lot, but at 319000 he's certainly underpriced. I think we can all agree on that, that he's underpriced. Um, but he would just be someone that you kind of bring in for, you know, half a year, whatever it is, and, and get him up to your next bloke. Hopefully, you know, with all things going well, he might reach you like 500 k at some point, and then you switch him off for an actual premium. I think going behind the ball is... Um, is going to be a good thing for him. He obviously done that in his first two years of football where he averaged kind of like mid-80s and then, um, you know, moved to the midfield where he hovered around that kind of 100 average for, you know, the best part of five years or so. So, yeah, certainly underpriced. But um, it's going to be a hard sell considering, you know, some of the other names you got floating around in, in terms of that price. Yeah, it's one that I definitely will not be touching. Um, and I, I found it really hard to pick a mid-pricer from this mob. Like, real hard. Um, so, to the point, I just went with one of my old faithfuls in Sammy Draper. Don't <laughs> even love him. Don't even love him this year as a pick. Um, don't think he's going to do much at all. But I couldn't go anywhere else. I don't lo- like... I don't like... I don't even like the Heppel pick. I just think there's other value <coughs> around that midfield. I don't think he's going to score enough points. Yeah, look, Heppel's um, at times featured in my team, and, and generally it's been if I've had you know a player like Cunnington and I needed an extra hundred thousand for something, I was like, okay, I'll, if I do Cunnington down to Heppel, that kind of looks semi okay, and then you know use that money, for instance, to go get someone like uh, Jake Lloyd or something like that. So yeah, Heppel from time to time sort of comes into my team, but. I feel like it's one of those names that I'll flirt with for the preseason, but I think I know deep down that I really don't want to be carrying that guy into the um into the year. It was funny because he was so like um he he was safe as houses at the start of his career for like not missing games, 
Yeah. Like, he barely missed a game. But, like, just after the last two years, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much I can trust that body now. And it's at that age where it's either going to be a make or break kind of thing. Like, he'll either miss, you know, three, four, five games year on year to the rest of his career here, or he'll fix it up and, and be all right again. But, look, he's, he's not even 29 years old, so he's still he's at the peak of his powers. Is he that young? Yeah, yeah. Well, Corey, I might just bring him back into my team yeah, now. Yeah, so it's not bad. Like, it's it's just... Fuck, you know, I thought he would have been, like, 30, 31 minimum. Yeah, I thought he was that old, too. Um, But, yeah, it's... Like, can you try... Because if a player at that price gets injured, you're fucked. It's ugly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can't go up or down. You're trapped, so... Willie, do you reckon he'll still have stints in the midfield? He's going to have to. Yeah, I think he's... That's the thing. I mean, they got... um, They brought in Caldwell... Um, so obviously, oh, you know, they're, they're going to expect him to virtually kind of play straight away. Um, I think they're going to blood Perkins from the get-go, um, especially with his fucking cockiness, that wanker. Um, and then they've kind of got the other midfield complement that they've always had. Parrish McGraw, McGraw obviously transitioned into their last year kind of full-time. Um, had a lot of the ball, didn't do a lot with it, though. And there's obviously the one good player they have on their list in Zach Merritt, who's probably going to leave at the end of the season as well. So um, they've probably got enough numbers. There's that... Um, is it Langford or whatever his fucking name yeah, is? He, yeah, he actually, um, he was actually okay, I thought, in terms of like um, that kind of progression as a midfielder. But I don't see him kind of setting the world on fire. And you speak about mid prices. That's probably one that we may have spoken a bit more about, Corey, because, you know, these forwards, how they kind of come from nowhere. Generally, they're around that kind of $400,000 price as a forward line player. Langford was actually okay. If you look at the amount of ball he got for his um, for his actual super coach output, um, there was actually a lot more ball than he had in his previous season. So he, he had his highest ever average for possessions, highest ever average for marks, equaled his, you know, pretty much his, his kind of goal tally. Um, but Supercoach, he did all that in shorter quarters, but Supercoach output just didn't correlate. So yeah. um, if... You know, maybe he didn't use the ball brilliantly. I'm having a look here. He went at 55% last year compared to 83% the year before. So that'll do um, it. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll. That's probably why his uh, score stayed the same. But if that 55% goes back up to 65, 70, 75, maybe that's someone we could see at 400,000 that might be able to get not 95-ish at a max. I would have thought. I still don't think it's even. Maybe maybe he's a bit of a maybe he's a bit of a draft sleeper or a draft slider, sneaky kind of draft option when you're trying to fill your forward line in those yeah. last couple of positions. I've had him nice a couple of stages up. through his career, like dropped, picked up, dropped, picked up. Yeah. Do you reckon Jai Coldwell, his age, can take the next step this year or not? No, nah, not not at his age. And you know, I'm the biggest Jai Coldwell fan. Like even when you know playing. Um, from GWS and was scoring fuck all last year. I was like, fucking, there's something about this kid. I'm a real big fan of what he might have to offer. I think he he might go up to about a 75 to 80 average this year. Um, It's just going to come down to, you know, it's a, it's a new coach, it's a new system for him. Where's he kind of going to fit in? He's not going to have a lot of protection um, there as well. He's probably not going to become a star straight away. It's not the year to get on him. I know that, is he listed as a forward, yeah? Uh, mid-forward, yeah. Yeah, mid-forward. So that's probably what might tempt a couple of people, including the price at 348 Fuck, he's owned by 12%. Corey, gee, that's a lot. Um, yeah, all the Essendon guys. But, um, nah, he's, you know, if we sort of 
go early on my do not touch, it's actually Joey Caldwell because um, I don't think he's going to offer enough points to justify a selection. Uh, your premium? Well, they've only got one Corey, and he's my boy because I've loved him since forever. Um, Zach Merritt. You know, there's Neil Oliver, there's um, Walsh and Cripps, and, you know, if we spend a little bit more money in the midfield, Merritt is the only other player I am considering, apart from Brad Crouch, but no, Matt Crouch is under 600. Zach Merritt's the only other player above uh, 600,000 that I'm considering. He averaged 115 on the season last year, which was actually pretty good. Not his best. He averaged 119 a few years back. You know what he averaged after round eight, Corey? Uh, I should know this because every time I do a split, he's the first player I always look at because he's always got ridiculous back half of the year form. Go 120. Yeah, 120 and a half. Yeah, every year. Every year he does it. You know the most, the single most impressive thing about Zach Merritt? Because I, I banged on about Zach Merritt for a long period of time. That he's your flat kind of 120 kind of guy. He doesn't really go those yeah. 130 scores. You know, in those in that in those back nine games, he had four scores above 130, and he had another couple sitting in the 120s as well. Um, he's, I think, a really good option. To be honest, I and I said, I said, I'm telling you, I right. reckon get a sticky note, put it on your computer, and just write down after fucking round twelve or round eight or whatever, pick Zach Merritt. I said before he averaged 119 on the season. That was just factually fucking incorrect. <laughs> but um, it was 109, 111's been his best ever. Um, I'll have to do some more digging myself about his splits, Corey, because this is a guy that. Just simply, well, he's missed two games since 2016, Corey. So he doesn't miss games. So, you know what? If I pay 620 and he's averaged, he's averaging me 100, you know, between 115 to 120 on the year as a whole. Then I'm not disappointed if he's played every game. I mean, sure, I could have picked him up at a bit of a cheaper price, but um, you know, sometimes you pay up a little bit because you got to start with guys. So you can't pick just guys in form. You know what I mean? So um, the only, like I said, the only other guy above 600,000 that I'm considering starting my midfield, um, apart from the big two, in my opinion, who is uh, Lockie Neal and Clayton Oliver. Yeah, I definitely, look, I won't be touching him that early. Um, He's one that I do love the splits. And like I said, normally one of the first articles that when we were writing articles that I'll write about or I'll go have a look at and, um, back half of the year form, the post notes sitting up on the computer already, because um, I am a big a big Zach Merritt fan as well. Um, you shouldn't start him round one because something bad will happen to poor Zach, and then I'll feel like I'll have to blame you. I'm sure, it's not the other way around because his second half, his first half was a lot better than his second half in 2019. There, Corey, mm. just looking at numbers. Uh, what was the year before? Maybe I'll check the year before. Yeah, because that was the year that I wrote about it. Back when we first dropped the website. Maybe 2018. Yeah, that's. I reckon it would have been. Yeah, well, he did get injured on 17 that first game. That's when I started him that season. Yeah, yeah then was... he finished off with tons every game. So, yeah. well, I don't know if you can say that happens every year because I've checked the last two and it's happened... Ah, oh, well, according twice, to you, if we're using that fucking stupid <laughs> stat line, I can go back as that. long as I want. Well, you can if you want, Corey. And if you went back the year further, his second half, again, was worse than his first half. But looks of things here, Corey. I'll just pick his start of his career when he <laughs> first went into the league. Um, uh, look, I've got two that I want to talk about. Um, yep. Jordan Ridley, 
is one I really like. I would never pick him at the no. price. You no, no, no. You would not pick him at the price. But as a primo for Essendon, I do not hate any Essendon fan that runs the season with him. Because the exact same thing that happened last year is going to continue to happen. Get he's going to intercept the ball. He's going to be given the ball. He's going to kick the ball. They yeah, are useless. He's field kicking. Look, regardless of what team he plays for, his field kicking was some of the best, I think, in the competition. Yep. Yep. So, regardless, Jordan, I yeah. do really like the Jordan Ridley pick. Really like him. The other one that I, I like, but I'm not going to pick, is Andrew McGrath. Um, you and, like that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think at 5'10", I think he's going to be a player that, again, natural progression. He's a very, very good footballer. Had his first year of injury worries last year, which scares me this early in the career. Um, only played the 14 games. Um, he'd been very good before that. But I think Pidge is going to have an amazing kind of midfield impact role. Um, between him and Zach Merritt, I think they're contested numbers. I think, oh, look, I think Pidge's contested numbers are going to go up a lot more. Um, I don't have the balls to pick him, but he's not going anywhere out of the guts. I think he, natural progression, he's going to become a very, very good footballer. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe a year early, maybe a year, like maybe the year after, after um, Zach Merritt's playing at Collingwood next year. So um, we'll have to tee that up. But I, I, look, I don't mind the Pidge pick at fault. Like there are riskier picks. He's a player in draft league. Things that I strongly recommend you target. I don't think he's going to be anything special. I don't think he's ever going to be anything more than a serviceable clubman. And I think for a period of time of five, six years, like the next five, six years, he's going to flat average around about 105. He may have one year at 110, but I don't think there's going to be a time where we ever pick him as a premium in Supercoach. I think he's always going to be that to level. He's going to be just that level underneath. 105 to 110 this year would mean he's an absolute lock. For top eight, you're fucking kidding. No, but for starting the season. Really? You Why? told me before that fucking Cripper a- averaging 110 this year would be a lock. Well, that is true. <laughs> so look, but look, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to pick it, but I don't mind it. And I, it, I promise you, I would not be surprised if you come out and average 110 this year. I know we're on complete opposite sets of the scale with this one, um, but I would not be surprised. I'd, I'd fucking be flabbergasted. Oh, there you go. Well, we'll have a chat at the end of the year. Do not touch. Oh, fucking please, yeah, no. Please yeah. do not touch, yeah. No, you all do not touch. Oh, just do not touch do any of them, Corey. Just, just fucking... You know what? This is like... Um, we may as well just rename fucking Essendon. No, actually, we won't say that, Corey, because we might get in trouble. I'm just Have you got any in your go. team? Sorry, what was that? Have you got any Essendon players in your team? As I flick through the team, not one fucker yep. I've got, actually, Corey. Neither. Um, and Merritt's that kind of one that... He's just a fraction too much yeah. um, for me to end up with, but I'd love to have him at M3. Mine was that Dylan Shield. Oh, just, there's, there's people every year that pick him and he does the same thing every year. Yeah. And he'll have a game. He'll have a game or he'll have three games. He, he does it every year. He'll have a patch of three games and people will come in. The questions will come in. Should we select Dylan Shield? Blah, blah, blah. And he'll do the same thing he always does. Goes absolute missing. Most overpriced player in the AFL. So happy. I mean, were you part of the... Were we talking... I'm not sure how much we were talking when Carlton went into Dylan Shield and I was... 
so fucking against it. It's like so against it. I just couldn't stand the idea of targeting someone like that. But yeah, well, you saved good, good, good business. But can't lucky you're on the board at the stage as well, so that helped. Outlandish statement. Um, oh fucking no. Zach Merritt to average more than Clayton Oliver. Yep, not going to happen. So that's outlandish. Um, oh, they're just going to be a basket case again. They will beat Collingwood, though, this year. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, oh, in just one game. They will win one game for the whole year and they'll beat Collingwood. <laughs> oh. They're just... Where are we they're a mess. They're not in a great spot for Supercoach. They're not in a great spot for football. Or, Is it uh, going to be another uh, top eight type punt coming from you versus the community? Oh, yeah, 100%. I'll let Eston fans <laughs> do something to me if they can somehow fucking make the eight, that's for sure. <laughs> Throw a couple of tomatoes at you? Yeah, Wasn't we'll go. Nah, year? it was, I think it was um, eggs or something last year, but we might go <laughs> rocks or boulders this year because there's fucking no chance they're getting anywhere near the eight. <laughs> oh, no. We'll figure that out before round one. They have gotten shit about their, their list has gotten shit up for, for, the, for the short term. Yeah. I don't see how it's improved in the short term. I fucking don't see how it's improving in the long term either, but we'll get there. I was going to say that they better fucking hope all the draft picks they've invested in turn into something, otherwise they are in for a decade of trouble. And look, big congratulations, actually, to the Essendon Football Club, actually. They hit 6,000 days without winning a final, I think it was about a week ago, actually. So um, just just a shout-out to the achievement there of the uh, Essendon Football Club in the last, uh, what is it, since 2004, Corey? Last six, no, what are we, ooh, 17 years. Fuck, that's a long time. What, what, the, what trade did they fuck up again? Can you refresh my memory? Trade? Yeah, remember they were trying to get someone and they didn't get... They wouldn't give up the two draft picks? Who was that for? Was that just... Oh, Josh stuff? Dunkley. That's it. Oh, Josh Dunkley. Yeah, no, yeah. that was retarded. They fucked... shouldn't say that, but that was stupid. They cooked that. Fuck I mean, their shit. Imagine not getting... Uh, I'll tell you now. Josh Dunkley at 560 as an Essendon player. Oh, would, would have been be a lock. And forward through. As a forward would have been the, the oh, biggest no-brainer. Fuck, you've ever... I hate Essendon so much. And then Jack McRae still would have been a no-brain selection. Oh, you forward. fucking germs. They've literally ruined their entire year, Corey. Oh, they're still fucking with me. And they probably think they're going to get him next year until Dunkley comes out this year and wins at Brownlow as a pure midfielder and then says, well, no, fuck you. I'm staying at the dogs they now. Think, and they think I'm going to sign, re-sign up for membership. They're kidding themselves. <laughs> they were really nice and really quick at refund, like turning around the transaction. I'll give them that. Well, I imagine, Corey, if they fucking stung you with a fee, there might have been, you know, a few questions to have been asked. Yeah. I would have thought so. But, like, you know, normally it takes a little while for money to come back in your account for one of those kind of things. Let's move on to Freo, my friend, because you were right. We spent way too long talking about Essendon. It's always going to happen. Your cash cow. Um, I might have spoken about him last year, Corey, because he didn't end up debuting. So I'm just going to run with him again. But this Valenti guy. I, I just I keep hearing murmurs, and that's the problem. When I hear murmurs, I, I start to think, well, fucking, are we about to get on something here? So um, Luke Valenti, who's available as a 123K midfielder, and fucking people must have heard me speak about him last year, Corey, because he's fucking owned by 32% at the moment. I'm not even sure how that's fucking possible, to be honest, but you're just looking at um, essentially a, a fucking a midfielder um, who... I think he's, he's going to get games. There was a presser sort of early on 
um, from who's their coach, uh, Longmire, yep. and he essentially said stuff where uh, you know more or less he's been very impressed with him, and um, he's had a history of a few groin issues and that kind of stuff. And that long story short, we'll see him this year. So that's probably why he's owned by thirty two percent. Whether that's round one, we don't know. We know that they're going through some changes. They're going through some things in that midfield. There's you know, obviously Chera's spending more time there this preseason. We know what Brayshaw was able to do last year and Fife will continue to do five things and, you know, Walters will have to flow through uh, sorry, float through there. But um they like Valenti. I've liked Valenti for a few years and let's just hope there's a round one debut and we can get that one twenty three bad boy into our teams. Yeah, big Luke Valenti fan actually. Uh, was when he got drafted and uh, still am. Um mine was obviously we've got uh the Josh Tracy cunt. Oh, oh well, we're not on YouTube. I'm allowed to say whatever oh, I want. Who? Um, Josh who? The 102 forward ruck. So that's always oh, handy. Oh, Tracy, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. um, so we've got him there. And then uh, Heath Chapman. The I think he's 148K. Yep. Um, yeah, apparently there's big wraps around him down at the Freo camp at the moment. Quick. And they're liking what he's doing. So one to keep an eye out for. Hayden Young floating around as well. Obviously, had nah, a Hayden couple. Young's three, no, two seventy nine, give or take. Yeah, oh, is that a mid price. He's my yeah, mid okay. pricer. Okay, well, kick us off with that then. Yeah, Corey. Hayden Young, my mid pricer. Um, liked him last year. I think I ran with him last year as my uh, cash cow, um, and I like him even more. Really, really good overhead. And apparently, all reports he's taking kick ins. We all know what that means. If he yeah. takes one step to the side, that's a kick. Yeah, um, but I do like Hayden Young as a footballer. I think he'll be one in years to come that'll be kind of one of those players that we're talking about as a very, very good player in the competition. Don't know if it'll be super coach relevant. Um, and I'm not taking any punt on him, but Hayden Young was my mid prize for Freer. No, one of those guys where you'd love for him to be 180 to 210,000 this year because then we'd be all over it. But fucking not a 279, man. That's just... That's just far too much coin for his potential output. And, I mean, realistically, it's his second year of football, and in many ways it's his first because of the amount of games he kind of played last year. And, you know, 52 across five games. Oh, I can't believe he's owned by 4% of teams, Corey. That's actually way too... You know what? That would have been... Oh, there was an article There was an article that came out the other day. That's all Was there? Been. Yeah. Fuck, that's a lot, though. That is actually heaps... Like, 4%, like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it, no, it is a fair bit a of teams. Lot. Because if that's 100,000 teams, that's 4,000 of them. Quick Garrett Lyons was owned in under 1% of teams last year, and he averaged, what, 112, did you say the other day? Yeah, 112. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeek. Mid Pricer? Um, well, Mid Pricer was... Actually, that fella, but I can quite comfortably change to a bloke that I own in drafting Keeper League, Corey, Adam Chera, because he did some good things last year to average 90. And him and Brayshaw are going to pack a one-two punch. It's not going to be this year, but it might be in two or three years. And they might just be walk-up starts alongside Sam Walsh. Um, And I think that might have been... Were they all the same draft, actually? Was it Walsh, Brayshaw at two... Yeah. Some other peanut than Chera at five or whatever it was. Five, whatever he that went, just yeah. fucking might end up being. I need to have a look if that's the same draft because I'm not sure how accurate that is. But that just, if it is the same draft, that's just going to be a huge draft, I would have thought. And not sure this year's the year, but 90 last year, I can see a flat 100 from Chera. 
I'm a big Chera fan. I can see a flat hundred this year. So you know, four eighty four. I mean, flat hundred is not enough to warrant a selection um, in your classic team. Given you know, you probably want one ten at an absolute minimum from your premiums in the midfield. So um, yeah, but if look, we've seen some, we've seen other players jump up twenty times. Uh, sorry, twenty points in a season. There's uh, with the amount of talent that Chera's got, he he might be someone who might be able to do that. Um, you know, more midfield time this year. Did spend a lot of time in there last year, but I think what he possesses that some of those other midfielders don't is some finishing kind of quality. I don't know if, I don't know if you remember the kind of the back end of last year. One of those goals he kind of kicked from the boundary as well. That was just fucking off chops. He as well. is a gun. He's such. A, he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got all assets. You know, not is. Not, you know, Brayshaw, who is more of your contested kind of tackler and that. This guy's more of an all-round kind of package. Yep. And that's potentially why we could see 90 become 107 instead of 90 only become kind of 95 because he's got more attributes to his to his game. I don't disagree with you, my friend. He's a very, very, very good footballer. Um, you said mid-only now, yeah? Mid only, that's the only yeah. thing that's obviously sucks. I think if he's a defender, I'm borderline yeah, picking him, starting him. Yeah, um, agree. Because, yeah, I, I, I do think he can get to that kind of hundred point, and you know that sort of just under five hundred. Tell you what, they could become a very good team in a couple of years with a lot of that youth that they've got coming through. They've they've got some of the more underrated. Yeah. Um, like, you know, people talk about, oh, you look at these fucking young teams and people think, you know, instantly they, they think about, you know, Carlton or, you know, Brisbane and the teams that have sort of been, you know, struggling for a while. Fremantle have got a fucking truckload. Yeah. To be honest. And um, some, yeah, like you said, some seriously underrated talent too. Yeah. And, and they've just been, they'll hover and they probably will hover for another year or two. But then they could... That burst. Yeah. yeah. They could generally just pop. Your Hayden Young and you know your Brayshaws and your Cherries become like fifty to hundred game players. Um, they got another one. They got another one in defence as well. Not just Hayden Young. There was another really good kicker. I'm pretty sure they've got in defence too. Let me just find the fucker's name. Uh, might have been wrong about that. Maybe it was just I don't know. Something anyway. pop up. Yeah, Primo. Um, well, it's a bit boring to go five. So I prepared a bit on Luke Ryan because. When I look at Lloyd Laird and Whitfield, do you know the temptation to turn Whitfield into Ryan is fucking serious? Like, proper serious? I don't, I don't know. I hate it. I've had a look at it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's a lot of fucking money. Um, but he did, like, he's 576, but the bloke averaged 107 last year. That is, like, a big number for a defender. Like, how many defenders have averaged 107 across the year? You look at his four years, yeah? that he's played, 76, 90, 95, and then 107. He's gone up every single year. His possessions were actually down. But um, if you consider that, you know, the, the minutes probably played compared to the year before because of the shortened quarters, he, he would have gone on to average career-best kind of possessions as well um, and all that kind of stuff. Never played a full season of football. So his games played is 11, 20, 18, and 17, and did burn me when I brought him in um, last year because I, I brought him in for that, um, probably in the back end there, and then um, and then went off. Oh, no, 17 last year was a full fucking year, wasn't it? But he got injured <laughs> yep. in one of the games. Did he not? Yeah, yeah, but he played. He played the week after, I remember. Bef- 
Oh, I might have been the yeah. year before he fucking burnt me then. Anyway, I've just got this thing in my head that he's fucking burnt me at some point. But when you look at his numbers from last year, how many times in the 17 games do you reckon he went under a ton? I reckon maybe one, two. No, it happened four times. Well, there you go. Even that's low, but I was just kind of being a little bit generous. You, you know what the concern is? Of those four games, um, all of them under 80 and three of them under 67. Yeah, that's right. They were stinkers, weren't so, they? So, like, it's it's obviously a bit more hit and miss, and I think he probably does get – he probably will get a bit more attention, but intercept marking and all that kind of jazz, like, I mean, you know, you look at his top scores from last year, it's like 162, 142. Bloke's got some ability to fucking score big as well, but then you look at Whitfield, who's probably had more of an injured kind of career than him, and when Whitfield does get injured – and sometimes just plays like a cat, Corey. He does have the ability to kind of score those, you know, 60s and 70s as well. So they're not too too dissimilar. And my main thing at the moment is which one do I start? Because I probably only start the one of them. But it's it's a real Ryan v Whitfield kind of debate right now. Will you at all? Sorry, will you have a look at all the ownership? Will that ever have an impact? No, fuck no. no. You got his ownership there? Not at all. Ten percent for Ryan and Whitfield twenty five. So if you want someone a little more unique, um, yeah, Ryan offers. I'm actually, surprised think, Ryan is that high. And the bloke was the second highest averaging defender. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's almost other names. I love the Ryan because he's a Fremantle. I actually love it. He's such a good footballer. So mm-hmm. super coach friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was boring. I went with five. And I, the more that he's not in my team, the more I hate it. Do you find that, because um, I go through this, when Fife's not in your team, your team looks a bit ugly. Always. But you put him in your team, I don't feel like it like it makes it that much more attractive. Cause hey, when he's, he's always there, I just, the first one to take out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I'm like thinking, fucking injury, no, he's going to burn me here, the fucker, and, and all this and all that. But it looks good with him, and it fucking, sorry, it, doesn't look great with him, and it looks shit without him. It's so almost a safety you can't net win. factor. Fourteen percent ownership for him. Like he's like your safety net. Like when you got five in the team, it's like oh, you're five there. It's all right. Yeah. But then it's... yeah, and then you start thinking, oh, you know, fuck, he's always injured right at the start of the season as well. You, like you know, he'll come out with like one twenty, one thirty, one twenty, and then hurt himself and be out for two weeks, and then cook it. Yeah. Um, you, we are talking about a bloke that last, well, fucking pretty much since we can remember, pretty much just doesn't average underneath 110 as well. Oh, when he's doesn't on the say. ground, there's not too many better than him. Yeah. Um, it's I'll the up four time. It's the forward time that I'm a bit worried about because it was obviously a lot more kind of forward last year and, you know, he was seven points down on the year before. A lot more yeah. forward too, especially with the emergence of Chero Brayshaw, et cetera. Yeah, and, and that stuff's only going to get better, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, but he looks fit. He fucking looks good. Hey, did you see that? When was that, that photo that you seen? Was that the one that was yeah. like a week and a half ago? Yeah, probably, yeah. It looks huge. Yeah. And Fuck, it, I'm going to pick him. I don't know if it makes you wonder, though, does he have a bit more muscle about him because he wants to be more competitive in the forward line, like stronger in the air and in the contest? Hmm. Or just, just fucking bully people in the midfield. Yeah, but he fucking he done that already without that kind of body though. Yeah, but maybe he's like now if I get even bigger, bigger. <laughs> um, do not touch. 
Um, do not touch his Brayshaw from last year, just because I think what he was able to do just to purely average, um, what do you have? I think it might've been 101 from the top of my head. Um, I don't think the 101 goes to 110. Like if he improves, I think it goes to like 103 and to be honest, maybe even slightly backwards. Um, it's going to be a pretty stagnant year from him. So just because he was good for you last year, you did have him though as a forward and, you know, hashtag Brayshaw breakout and all that sort of crap. Just don't think it's going to be another big kind of progression year for him because I don't see it happening. Nah, mid only. No chance I'm touching that. Um, mine's Walters. It was last year. you got to stay away from it. I know he's a forward, but there's just way too many options. Don't be cute. Don't be think, oh, what if he comes back and you know, plays midfield? You know, he could be one that sneaks straight back up. Fucking let that happen and then pick him up. Don't try and be a hero and start him. He's way too risky for the kind of great safe value you've got up forward. So... Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Don't look back. Um, outlandish statement. Outlandish statement is that, um, well, it's not, I sort of touched on it, um, but I, I don't think Fife will be top 10 midfield average. There you is go. Too big to say? No, not at all. Mine, uh, mine is Fife plays every game this year. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. That's not outlandish. That's really outlandish. Yeah, that's that's the most outlandish thing we've ever had. And mm. I call. I said Rainer would be a top six. Um, <laughs> oh, you, you dickhead. <laughs> um, anything else to add? Fuck! I'll tell you now. I don't know how we glossed over him actually in the Brisbane podcast because fucking he's a dud keeper. Yeah, literally. Done. Uh, all right, latest on behalf of Bombs, myself, and the Patreons at Patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Peace out, community, and thank you for listening.